Are the betting markets showing the Aggies enough respect? On this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today, we're talking about the betting markets and whether they are showing the Aggies enough respect going into the 2022 football season. And we are going to start with we're going to use our friends, of course, because there's no better place to go for this information. We're going to go to our friends at Bet Online, And the first thing I want to look at is the odds to win the SEC conference in 2022. So this is a, a pretty interesting you know, set of numbers, and I don't think there's that many surprises here. We're going to go through at least the top five or six teams in the SEC and see how we feel about what what Bet Online says their odds are to win the SEC. So the favorite, the odds-on favorite, at minus one fifty or two to three odds, uh, is Alabama. I don't think it surprises anybody. They're the favorite to win the national championship, which we'll get to in a little bit. They are the favorite to win the SEC. Pretty much everybody understands it. I mean, they played in the national championship game last year in a year that Nick Saban referred to as a rebuilding year. So you shouldn't be shocked. Minus 150 for Alabama. Um, second, not that far behind, is Georgia. Again, not that surprising. The way, way, way odds on favorite to win the SEC East. Uh, and, and play in the SEC championship game, the defending national champions. Yes, they lost a ton of players to the NFL, but we've talked about they bring back the quarterback. They've got some great tight ends, some awesome weapons on the offensive side of the ball this year. Maybe they're a little more offensive-centric this year than they were last year, but still going to be an extremely good football team. So that's Georgia plus 175. Uh, so a little bit less than 2-1. to one. On, on Georgia. Then there's, you know, an ocean-sized gap between those two teams and the next team in the odds. And the next team is Texas A&M at plus 1,400 or 14 to 1. So, and they're, they're sort of in a tier by themselves, and we'll talk about the next group of teams are all very, very, very tightly packed. And A&M sits above them, but below Alabama and Georgia. And I think that's relatively fair. We've got, again, A&M at plus 1,400. And then the next team is Kentucky. Will Levis, the quarterback there, doing some really great stuff. Um, Mark Stoops, you know, he's into it with John Calipari about whether it's a football school or a basketball school right now. Kentucky is at plus 4,000 or 40 to 1. Then Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin's at 45 to 1. Tennessee, Josh Heupel, Hinden Hooker, 45 to 1. 
Auburn 50 to one, Florida 50 to one, and LSU 50 to one. And so there's that sort of group there. And then below those guys is Arkansas at 66 to one, South Carolina at 75 to one, Mississippi State at 100 to one. And Mississippi State's just in this really tough situation. They've got this Will Rogers, great quarterback, Mike Leach, very good head coach. They're going to put up points, they're going to score, but their schedule is just insane and when we get to the Mississippi State game as we're previewing that game we will go through their schedule that they have to play this year and it's just a murderer's row of opponents that they play this year so they're at 100 to 1 and then Missouri's at 250 to 1 and Vanderbilt's at 500 to 1 so really what they're saying is there's basically two schools that you should expect to be playing for the national or the SEC championship Alabama and Georgia and right below those guys sits Texas A&M that if Alabama is not the SEC West representative in the SEC title game, you should expect it to be A&M. And then pretty much the entire rest of the conference is all sort of a toss up of, of folks who don't really have a great chance to get there basically. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse in terms of odds to get there. And so does this feel right for A&M? To me, I think it sort of does. You know, A&M has a chance to win the SEC. They have to make it through a decently tough schedule that does include Alabama, that they will have to beat Alabama and not give up other games within the SEC schedule in or, you know, in the out-of-conference schedule either in order to be in that SEC title game but that is within the realm of possibility. And it's much more within the realm of possibility than it is for these other schools within the conference. So it's really a two team race at the top with A&M um, trying to pull themselves up into that race. And we will see if Haynes King, Evan Stewart, Anaya Smith, Devon A-Chain, these guys along with the defensive players can, can pull this team up into that race um, by being really consistent throughout the year and hopefully having a really great game at Bryant Denny uh, on October the 8th. Okay. We're going to get into the Aggies win total, the over under for wins. But before we do that, I've got to remind you guys, we're getting these numbers from bet online and bet online is of course the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. Um, Bet Online is the top online resource for all your sports wagering information, the NFL and college football. Again, like I said, all these numbers we're going through for AM right now, all of these are from Bet Online. This is the best place to get it. Live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, they have you covered completely. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet Online is where the game starts. The Aggies over-under, according to Bet Online, for wins in the 2022 season is eight and a half. And I'm Take a pause. I take a break there to let you chew on that number for a second to see if we think that that feels fair. 
quickly to provide some context, we're going to go through the A&M schedule. And we're going to go through it game by game. We won't spend a bunch of time, but we're going to go through it game by game. And we're going to talk about who we think they fall to in this schedule to wind up at eight and a half wins. Okay, the first game, Sam Houston State. We know that's coming up this Saturday. We're going to talk about their offense here in a few minutes. Um, Sam Houston State's the first game. Appalachian State's the second game. Both of those games at home. Both of those games are games that Texas A&M should expect to win. Then we have Miami, currently ranked number 16 in the country. They come to College Station as well. So three home games in a row to start the season. There's a lot of hype around Miami right now. They're doing really well on the recruiting trail. Mario Cristobal comes over from Oregon. They're doing some really great things on the from the recruiting standpoint. Had a, the transfer portal sort of evens the playing field for new head coaches. So we'll see what that looks like. By the time we get to September 17th, we'll probably have a little bit better of an idea but as of right now, that game, you might consider that game a toss-up. It's two top 20 teams. We give AM a little bit of an advantage, but especially considering it's in College Station, the recruit visit list for that game is going to be nuts. We'll go over that as we get closer to it. September 24th is against Arkansas. That is at Jerry World AT&T Stadium in Arlington. That is game number four. Mississippi State is game number five. That is in Starkville. The big game at Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That is the sixth game. South Carolina is the week after. That is on the road at South Carolina on October 22nd. So that comes after a bye week. Ole Miss, the next game, October 29th in College Station. Florida, November 5th in College Station, Auburn, November 12th in, in Auburn, then UMass on Military Appreciation Day, November 19th at, in College Station at Kyle Field. Then they play LSU at Kyle Field the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And then hopefully, eventually, you wind up with a national championship. So let's count the losses here. So we let's call the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa at Bryant-Denny for now a loss. That's one loss in one. In 12 games. That means that Bet Online says that AM is going to lose three more games in addition to that AM or in addition to that Alabama game. That means that they believe that there's a pretty significant chance that they lose to Miami for a second loss, a pretty significant chance that they lose probably to, I mean, there's not another team currently in the top 25. Well, Maybe the I'm looking at AM's schedule on, on the, the 12th man website, the AM website, and they have the ranking listed for 
Miami, but they don't have it for anybody else. I'm assuming that's because it's so far out. They're going to update the rankings as we go. But, I mean, that's two losses if you call the Miami game a loss. That means that they think that you're going to lose two more, probably of Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida, and LSU or Auburn. What they're banking on, and, and one of the things we have to remember when we talk about this this bet online stuff, these these odds and lines, is that part of the nature of this business is to try to generate action on these lines, and so they want to create this action by putting a number out there that makes people think, oh yeah, a is going to be better than that number or worse than that number to, to drive the action. And think about the numbers that we've heard for a for so long. We, we've talked about it on this podcast. Anonymous coaches. Yeah, a is an eight and four program. So, if you think AM is an eight and four program or worse this year, you're gonna bet the under. If you're an AM fan and you believe they're gonna be nine wins or better this year, that this is the year they win nine games or ten games, and or even you know, better than that and make a run for the college football playoff, you're gonna hammer the over. You know, personally, I think they go over eight and a half wins. I think eight and a half is a decent I think nine or nine and a half would be a better number because then what that's really doing is that's making you say if you're going to bet the over that's making you say they are going to beat every team or if we count Alabama as a loss that means they can only take one more loss and stay over that number if they go to two losses or if they if they go to three losses now they're under and I think that two to three loss range is right where they land. I would take the over. Again, I'm not – this is this is me. I think they go over. We're going to talk a little bit now about Sam Houston State and their offensive football team. And in order to do that, we're going to look back a little bit at some of their statistics from 2021 and see what they were able to put together there and how we think that translates to 2022. So before I do that, we're going to go through their schedule from 2021 really quickly. This is a team that scored a lot of points. They outscored their opponents significantly over the course of the year. They outscored them 492 to 257 on their way to a 10-1 and record last year. And again, an exit in the conference or in the quarterfinals of the football bowl subdivision playoffs. I'm not even going to go through the opponents. I'm just going to list these scores so that you so that you see the level that these guys played at above and beyond their competition. 42 to 16, 52 to 14, 45 to 35, 21 to 20. Close game against Stephen F. Austin. That's a, a rivalry game there for them. 41 to 7, 42 to 7, 45 27, 59 to 10, 42 to 28, 35 to 9, and then the first round or the second round of the playoffs, they earned a bye going into the playoffs 
49 to 42 in the in the second round of the playoffs before they fell 42 to 19 in the quarterfinals of the playoffs. So this is a team that scores a ton of points. And there's some interesting things about those points. So they outscored their opponents in the first quarter of games 122 to 66. So they were up by on average about a touchdown going out of the first quarter in just about every game. Then you go into the second quarter and they outscored their opponents 167 to 62. So in the first half alone, they outscored their opponents 289 to 128. Just pure domination in the first quarter of games. They tail off a little bit in the third and fourth quarter in terms of scoring, but when you're beating teams 42 to 17, you don't have to push real hard in the fourth quarter. You're fighting the clock as much as you're fighting your opponent at that point. Now their opponents scored at a very level rate throughout the game. 66 points in the first quarter, 62 in the second quarter, 67 in the third quarter, and 62 in the fourth quarter. So a little under a touchdown per quarter for their for their opponents. And again, that includes a pretty significant outlier type game where they lost 42 to 19 in the quarterfinals. So coming out of the regular season, those numbers were even further. I don't want to say skewed, but even further to Sam Houston's advantage. So this is a team that at least last year feasted on getting out in front of teams and just beating them down in the first half of games. Now, do I think that's something that carries over against Texas A&M and against the football team that A&M brings to the table this year? No, I don't. I, I think A&M has the bodies up front to be able to cause disruption when Sam Houston is on the offensive side of the ball and to be able to create space and move the football whenever Sam Houston is on defense, whenever a and on offense. In fact, most of the offensive linemen for Sam Houston – are at or under 300 pounds. They do have a few guys up in the 305, 310, 315 range, but most of the offensive linemen, as you look through their roster, and we don't necessarily know at this point who the starting offensive linemen are going to be. We're actually going to talk to a guy from the local Huntsville newspaper later this week about Sam Houston State and get some really good insight from him. But when we remember that when we talk about Isaiah Rakes and McKinley Jackson for the Aggies up front, we're talking about two defensive tackles that are in the 325 to 335 range, depending on what day, they, what day they're being weighed. And they're going up against offensive linemen, and they're going to be in that 305 to 310 range, and who are probably not even as – they're going to give up the size – and probably give up something in terms of athleticism to those guys inside. Their 
they did lose year to year a ton of offensive production. So last year, their leading rusher rushed for over 1,200 yards uh, or rushed for net about 1,155 yards, a little under seven yards a carry, scored 13 touchdowns, averaged basically 100 yards a game. Uh, that was Ramon Jefferson. He's no longer with the program. And Eric Schmidt, their quarterback from last year, also no longer with the program. He threw for about 2,800 yards and 29 touchdowns last year. Uh, so they were a very efficient offense last year. He threw 10 interceptions, a little less than one per game. And they have replaced Eric Schmidt, we talked about, with a transfer quarterback from Georgia Tech. We talked about that on our show earlier, Jordan Yates. But he's a he's going to be a little bit more of a runner than a passer, all those sorts of things. This team is a team that, again, scored a ton of points last year. But they did it by getting out in front, by running the ball. They rushed as a team for 2,700 yards last year. They were extremely balanced. 2,700 yards through the year, just under 3,200 yards on the ground altogether as a team. They averaged 228 yards per game on the ground and ran for 31 rushing touchdowns and threw for 32. So this is going to be a team that's going to come out and try to be balanced against A&M. Can they do it? They have talent at the receiver positions. We will see what they have in terms of the running back position. They do bring back a running back from last year, or a, a guy who's listed as a wide receiver, but was their second leading rusher last year, Noah Smith, who had 89 rushing attempts for almost 600 yards and six touchdowns last year. So definitely a threat to carry the ball. He is back on the team this year, but is he the guy who's going to be the primary carrier of the ball? He's listed as a wide receiver. We'll see. As we get into this game and as we get closer to Saturday, it should become more and more clear to us that, yes, the Sam Houston State team is going to be a good football team that really put – that imposed their will on their opponents in 2021, did the same thing in 2020 when they won the national championship. But this – game against Texas A&M is a pretty significant step up from the teams they played last year. Even from Montana State, the number seven team in the FCS division that they lost to in the quarterfinals of the playoffs last year. They also played, you know, like I said, Stephen F. Austin, Central Arkansas, Southeast Missouri, Lamar, Jacksonville State, Tarleton, Dixie State, Texas A&M is a long way from those opponents. And 
Sam Houston is going to come, and they're going to come ready to play. And if AM doesn't come ready to play, Sam Houston will give AM the game. But if AM comes ready to play, they should absolutely dominate on the line of scrimmage. And it should be something that they're able to reverse the fortunes and do to Sam Houston what Sam Houston did to a lot of teams last year and basically put the game away by halftime and then sort of ride out the rest of the game. Guys, thanks so much for listening today. We're so excited to get closer and closer to the season. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can read my writing about all things Texas A&M at aggieswire.usatoday.com. And you can follow the show at Locked on Aggies. And please subscribe to the show on YouTube. Uh, The channel is Locked on Aggies. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all that stuff over there at YouTube. And make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice as well. Um, Leave us a a five-star rating. Leave us a review there. We absolutely love that stuff. We need that stuff to help grow this channel and help get you guys better coverage as we continue to go. Now for your second listen, since you've listened to Locked on Aggies, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combined into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.